Hello and welcome. You are now listening to A Healthy Obsession. This is the weekly show with myself, Adam Thurwell, and Tom Hurdle. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the show. We're going to get into it now. So Tom says, never mind the bollocks this week. He <laughs> said too much bollocks last week. Yeah, we talked too much bollocks last week. Well, I say bollocks. We just got too deep into the statistical analysis, which, you know, that's not what you're here for. Or, if it, or are you here for that? Well, we asked that same question last week about football scores. Do people come here for the scores? Because we never actually say the score of a game, which is something someone pulled me up on previously. Yeah. We never actually announced the score of a game, but do people come here for... Are people coming for analysis and like statistics and that kind of shit? They're here for opinions. Are they? Football's a game of opinions. That's what makes it interesting. And that's the reason. This is the beautiful thing about the kind of democratization of media is that you know 20 years ago less than that 15 years ago to do this what you and I are doing right now you'd have to be hired by you know a company ESPN or the BBC or whatever to talk about football generally they just get football ex-footballers or coaches because they're experts right now any Tom Dick and Harry with a microphone can start this shit so the barrier to entry is so much lower Therefore, we have an opportunity. Yeah, window of opportunity. You, we don't need permission. Here we are. Yeah, here we, he is. Yeah, we don't need permission from you, BBC <laughs> wankers. <laughs> Unless they want us uh, on their platform. You know what I was playing yesterday? I just, I just looked down there and reminded me of it. it was Super Nintendo. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing. What game? Uh, Mario Kart Classic. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. I forgot how good games were back then. Who would you always try and be? Uh, Luigi. He's Luigi. Yeah, yeah. see a bit of a Luigi. No, or or uh, I like the the bad guy, King Cooper. Is it? I don't know. Cooper something. Yeah. I like Bowser. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, you think of Bowser? The big shot. Yeah, big yeah. lad. Yeah. But Bowser's a man. Yeah. I quite like going Toad sometimes because Toad's pretty rapid. You are a Toad. Uh, <laughs> That's fitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so uh, loads of football on this weekend. First of all, in your world, what is that? Wait, hold on. Computer games, you don't play computer games, do you? Never. I don't have a computer console. Even I've not owned a computer console since you were a kid. 12 to 14 years. They've, we've got a, what do you call it down there? Like, a, I can't remember the name. It's like one of those old soccer games, you know, like not Pro Evo, but like really old. Old, old ones. Yeah, yeah, the nice. guys just don't move very well. It's going to challenge you to a game, but. but no, <laughs> game on after this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm I, not good at it. Jack's beat me, man. Yeah. I used to like the old Mega Drive. We used yeah. to play. Um, FIFA on that but you can play like indoor FIFA and stuff mm. like that it was class now it's FIFA Street FIFA Street yeah it's too, too real now it's too much for me yeah it's very real yeah. it's, I don't like playing the FIFA games because I feel like the players are too slow like, it just feels like they're slow and like heavy and there's people making a living doing that hashtag United on the show last week they mm-hmm. are making a living playing FIFA with millions of people watching them hey, that's mad I think people would pay to watch us because we'd be really bad and they'd laugh at us. Oh, so shit. Like, what are you doing? Could, can the account be called, like, shit FIFA players? So when I used to... I don't know if anyone listening used to play, like, Pro Evolution Soccer. Mm. So Pez. I used to play a lot of Pez. And then you'd switch over and play FIFA. Wasn't Pez with the dodgy names, yeah. though, wasn't it? Because they didn't have the licensing, so it was, like, really, like, knockoff yeah, do- type people. Do- dodgy player names and do- dodgy <laughs> team names. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, the, the buttons were different. Mm. So you'd go from Pez and like you'd be one-on-one with a keeper and you'd hit the square and it would go in the top corner. And then you'd be on FIFA, you'd hit the square and it would go like... Slide it'd tackle. It would be, be, be a cross that would like shank you six yards over <laughs> the bar and you'd fuming. Oh, fuck's sake. Do you think that the evolution of these games is going to be uh, like virtual reality where you are actually in a team with like Ronaldo and it feels like you're there playing football? V- VR football would be interesting. That's going to be mental. Imagine VR, VR football of like you're in a stadium like... like 
you're at a camp new, yeah. and you're, you're out there dribbling, yeah, playing a, playing a one-two with Messi. But imagine that that's like your fitness, you know, because it's kind of a workout, right? You were like running on the spot and kicking, and like that, that's what you get for exercise. But then what happens when you break and you can't decipher virtual football world to real world? It'd be interesting because they'd have me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went oh, you went too far sorry, sorry. you yeah, had a yeah. good idea and I was into it and then you've now you've just got weird yeah, I have the habit of doing that <laughs> got a wild imagination Where, where's Adam stuck in VR football land yeah oh that's someone I, I'm not even going to get into this Dino who's been on the show before is living in a place called uh, Decentraland right now and Decentraland it's, you remember you remember a game called Sims Yes. So, so Decentraland is uh, like a virtual reality world, yeah. but it's like the real world. Like people are buying and selling shit, creating a virtual marketplace in this world. So, so it's fake and, world, but, but real world. And you can only use cryptocurrency in this world. And Dino's obsessed oh with it. Oh my god! It's so, so you could buy, you could buy like a virtual house. Yeah, and people can come over and like there's virtual casinos <laughs> and like it's mental. Like <laughs> your virtual football club, but the world is layered on top of the real world. Oh, it's horrible. It's pretty disturbing. Sounds like a Black Mirror episode. So Dino's like, you can order a pizza. You know, he's like, you can order a Domino's in the game. And an actual Domino's will come to your house. I'm like, why don't you just well, call Domino's? What? <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It's, he's, he's an early adopter, I'll give him that much. <laughs> it's a little bit too soon. But also, I think that's the future of fantasy football. I think oh. that there's going to be another league, like another world beyond... Like, you're going to live football manager, but in virtual reality, and it's going to be like, Ooh. that's what you're going to be doing. Terrifying. Yeah, and that's going to be pretty cool, though. So, speaking of terrifying, why don't we start talking about football? Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How are you doing? I'm, uh, <laughs> People yeah. like to know how you're doing. I'm all right. I, I think you're overworked. I'm, I like to be busy. Right. I'm, t- I'm tired today. Today's been a busy Monday. Yeah, yeah. Really busy Monday. But you like, you prefer to Do be busy. you know busy. what? I, I hate this, like, overworked... Oh, my wife doesn't listen because she'll be the opposite. She's the opposite of this. She's like, you need more time for. And I understand all this stuff, right? You need yeah. to rest and charge up and all that. But I'm of the mindset of like, listen, I've got opportunities to do things now. Mm. I don't like saying no to things. And also, there might be a day where I'm unable to do all these things that I do. So I make the most of them now. For what reason? What do you mean? Well, why wouldn't you? Well, be the world could change, couldn't it? In what way? Well, in a million different ways. Health could change. Okay. Uh, the world could become VR based and then I'm no use to anyone yeah but you could be a VR football coach yeah, they'll just create a better Pep will be the VR, VR coach the it? AI will be the yeah, coach the, yeah. the AI will be 10 steps yeah, ahead I know Yeah, it'll be like football formations you can't even fathom one, one day I might just be completely redundant yeah. so one day I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got it before you I know I was, I, was I was coming up yeah. this is the next t- the time you took a deep breath so I just stepped in <laughs> yeah I, but then I thought it's a bit harsh yeah. so I actually say I am a sensitive person I understand you you're know, a sensitive person I'm a team player I've got feelings too <laughs> uh, how are you you alright yeah really good speaking mate. of your feelings yeah really good old football was cancelled this weekend so that was a bit of shit I was, so. I was very frustrated with that because I was able to play this week yeah and, and the, was, field, the field was muddy was so bad. yeah, yeah. They, it should have it was rightfully closed yeah. the fields would have been destroyed they were rain in Phoenix this weekend which is bizarre mm. um, and ultimately that results in closures for everything yeah it was, it was a little disappointing so no football uh, yesterday I watched the United game which we'll talk about in a bit that was kind of cool sat around and uh, you know with the boys and watched the game so that was, it was alright so overall good got yeah. back from Honduras in one piece got back from Mexico in one piece nice. yeah so the adventures are over for now Texas is next on Texas. the uh, the hit list <laughs> yeah. fancy I'm doing, a, I'm doing a, a tour of Texas 
You're doing a, bit, a tour of Texas. Yeah, Dallas, uh, Dallas, San Antonio, Houston, and Austin. Wow. Yeah, in a week. It's going to be a lot. Yeah. Happy days. That's going to be fun, though. Class. Yes, Phoenix Elder going on a tour to Austin, so that'll be fun. I know. Yeah, I know. It should be interesting. So, uh, yeah, you want to talk about a bit of football? So, uh, I don't, uh, funny enough, I don't actually this week. I know. So I, I don't want to talk about s- any of the topics s- we have. Starting with redundancy and uh, misery, Arsenal 2, Tottenham Hotspur 1, Tom. Where did it all go wrong? Such a bright start with maybe one of the best goals I think I've ever seen. Puskas Award, I would have thought this year. I think you'll win I think you'll win gold of the year with that. It made it so much sweeter that it went through Partey's legs. Thomas Partey's legs. Yeah, yeah. And it's even better that it's Lamella, because he tries that a hundred times a season. Yeah, he does. And it never he loves a Ramona. He, he's one of those players that you love or hate. If he's on your team, I think you love him. If he's not on your team, he's one of those guys that you're like, he's a bit of a weasel, he's a bit of a he's grabby, pulley, pushy. Um, he loves a foul loves to dive around flies into tackles well, and, it, and that game kind of summarises what you're saying where it was the best of him and the worst of him that red card was coming from a mile away like, and I think the commentator said 10 minutes before it happened there's another like there's another card coming from because he was bombing into everything it, that's the way he plays with his heart asleep and I'll, I'll give him credit on this one he, in a derby you want to see a player on the edge like that I, um, I agree 100% he, he came off the bench he yeah. got subbed on obviously Son, Son's picked up an injury that looks pretty serious did Kane get an injury as well uh, no I think Kane was alright Kane was okay Kane was alright right. um, yeah Son, Son's obviously gone off so he's come on and I mean the goal is just, just outrageous I mean and he's fully meant it yeah uh, do you see, do you see uh, Reggion's uh, <laughs> response to it? Do you see him immediately after it went in? No. He's just, he just got his hands on his head and he's just like what, looking around like, what's just happened? Like, don't, don't you like, love seeing footballers react like that? It's he, amazing. He was, he was genuinely like mind blown, like what's just happened? Like, wow. So that was great. But then the rest of it was pretty uh, lacklustre, wasn't it? For yeah, Spurs? so Odegaard got the equaliser right before half-time. Um, Dirty deflection, wasn't it? A lot scrappy, but... Typical Spurs giving up a goal two minutes before half-time, one minute before half-time. And I think at that point it was pretty well balanced, but the second half, Tottenham were on the ropes for the first, I would say, well, obviously, like I said, they got a penalty, but, I mean, Spurs didn't really offer much in the second half. I mean, they had a goal disallowed, but it was offside. It's, it's It's this Mourinho approach again. For a couple of games, we got excited because it's, you know, Spurs are attacking, we're playing good football, Bale's back. We, we, we've come out with no real ambition to, yeah. we haven't gone there to beat them in my opinion felt like a step backwards it was a typical Mourinho he went there for a point he went there not yeah. to lose right and and unfortunately you know I, the penalty that they got I know you think it's a pen <laughs> huh I thought it was a penalty for what reason I thought it was a foul how is it not a foul because just because think, just because Lacazette sliced the ball it's no, still a foul no, it comes no, no. through him afterwards Sorry, I, think, I think for me and, and this is not my Spurs hat this is genuinely what I believe yeah okay he, he, <laughs> he swings at the ball like a wild man right right he's off balance agreed he follows his follow through is what connects with Davison Sanchez now Davison Sanchez yeah he's coming in to block the ball but I think if actually Lacazette connects with the ball properly, I don't think Sanchez fouls him. I don't think he touches him. Yeah, but that, that's like ifs and buts. He's fouled him. He hasn't fouled him. You can't say, well, if he connects and gets a shot, well, then maybe he scores. You I can't say... I don't think it was a foul. And I think the I fact don't. that they got VAR... All right, so if that happens... And, and, and VAR's opinion is... What's come back, uh, a lot of referees have said, well, it's, um, it's not a clear and obvious error. And if you look at the referee's angle, it looks like he's wiped him out. Uh, well, that's the point of having VAR. Well, we've got a better angle and we can see that this is what it was. To be fair, it's the garbage. referee was right on top of it and he gave it right away. 
he gave it immediately. It was Michael uh, Oliver. Yeah. And, and he gave it immediately. So that, to me, if I know you, you know if that happens anywhere else on the pitch and you don't get a free kick for that, you would go berserk. Also, <laughs> also, Michael Oliver, the lovely referee that he is. He's an Arsenal fan, is he? Is he he's, given, he's, given, <laughs> he's given more penalties against Mourinho teams than any other referee in history. Perhaps Mourinho, oh. perhaps Mourinho should be nicer then. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> it's not because it was a pen, it's because Mourinho's not nice to him. We need to move on pretty swiftly. Tom's getting triggered. The rest of the show could derail it. <laughs> Unbelievable, that. Yeah, so I, overall, I thought Arsenal were the better team. I thought Tottenham offered nothing in the second half. Besides, half chance for Harry Kane. He was so quiet. He had a really bad day. He hit the post with a free kick right yeah, at the end. Just at the end it's, yeah. it's, he has games like that, and that's just... It's a very frustrating one for me, because Spurs would have been 10 points clear of Arsenal, and now it's down to... Four. Yeah, and, and both both teams, you know, eighth and tenth respectfully, you know, really representing North London to the fullest, aren't they? <laughs> All right, next game. All right, Leicester City five, Sheffield United nil. Big thunder shagging of a result for Leicester. Yeah, it doesn't excite me because you look at the dynamics of the game. Sheffield United are poor at best, <laughs> and Wilder, we'll get into that in a minute, has, has bounced for some reason mid mid season. Yeah. Um, uh, just you saw that all coming for me. I think that, I think the Sheffield United players will have gone into it a little bit disappointed that their gaff has gone. Probably feel a little bit responsible. Probably not really mentally prepared for it. And Leicester are very good. And at home, I think that was written in the cards. You said that, but recently Sheffield United won at Old Trafford. <laughs> oh, that's that, that. That is the worst result of the season that United lost to Sheffield United at home too. How has that happened? Oh, I've got no idea. And I saw some of the lads in the the AHO WhatsApp that United had lost to that Sheffield United team watching the game. I think Jamara was a. Uh, Absolutely in bits. He just gets, but how did we lose to them? How did we lose? And I quite like that because it's just he was in such denial. Yeah, it's and it's you know it's a, a tough a tough one to take just when you're in a United on a good roll at the time and you lose a home game. But that's why you're not a title contender, right? You've got to knock those games off at home from a team that are now relegated and kind of oddly Chris Wilder's walked as you mentioned and it's an interesting one. Yeah, I don't I don't know why he's why he would walk. Um, a very strange one in the middle of the season. I don't know why he wouldn't just... Well, it's not even the middle of the season. It's eight, nine games to go. Well, and I kind of respect the fact that he walks because most managers would wait to be sacked because then they get the redundancy money. And he's, uh, he's, he's quit. And, and he's, he's, he's been a tremendous servant to the club. I mean, he's a, he's a club hero now. I mean, he took him from... When he took over, they were League One and he took him to winning League One with 100 points. Club record, 100 points. Which is mental. And then from there... well, and Championship. Before yeah. that, you got... Yeah, before... Uh, the Premier League the Championship they won or did they come up in the playoffs I think they had one season in the Championship where they didn't and then the second season I think they won it and come up and they finished 8th in the Premier League last season like that's mental for him to walk now but uh, you never know what's going on behind the scenes right and do you do you feel as a manager you've taken a team as far as they can go maybe that's the the vibe right yeah I mean if, if that's truly how he feels I mean that must be a very sad realisation of like I'm the problem here right they need something different or he sees the writing on the wall and he thinks, you know what, this is a strange way of looking at it, but maybe he's thinking, 
I don't think the club's going to is in a financial situation to invest where if we go down to the championship, we can bounce back up and I can regain my status as a legend. Mm. Uh, maybe I need to get off here because the ship is sinking and he sees the writing on the wall for the future of Sheffield United. That's me speculating, <laughs> but but that could be where it's at. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's fair and it could be pretty accurate. Sheffield United have definitely punched above their weight last season. They got found out a bit this season, but yeah, interesting that it would walk right now. As you mentioned, like, why not wait till the summer? Just go down with the team or you're trying to save face or what's happening? You're on a sinking ship? Are you the captain? That's, are you, do you go down with the Titanic or are you... Uh, I'm are in you the off? lifeboat. You're in the lifeboat. I'm, I'm in the speedboat to the <laughs> coast. <You're gone. laughs> I'm going getting help. <laughs> you, you're already off the boat before you sound the alarm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll get help, I promise. Yeah. I've, I, I've got three life jackets on. <laughs> I always find that, that scene mental in Titanic where he's sort of just standing there holding onto the wheel of the ship and yeah. it, like, all the glass breaks and the water pours in and just holds on. What Very I find calm. more mental about that film is that selfish Kate Winslet takes up the whole board or whatever she's lying on. Budge over! Let Leonardo DiCaprio on there. There's plenty of room. Instead, she lets him freeze to death. See, it, it, there maybe was room on that on that board. Surely, there's plenty of debris floating around. Maybe they'd have both ended up a little bit submerged in water. They both were frozen. Yeah. And let's be honest, you'd rather keep Kate Winslet than I think Kate Winslet would be quite buoyant. Buoyant. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike you, you're not buoyant. I'm a sinking stone. After your uh, lake outing, my dog fell in the pool. <laughs> my dog fell in the pool yesterday. Did he? Yeah. She. She. Yeah. yeah. How did that go? Was, uh, Swim okay? It was. Yeah. Well, she stayed afloat for about five seconds, and then I sort of scooped her out. Yeah. She. Was, I don't. I don't know if she was scared or cold, but it was, she was just like, "What the? F-? No, what just happened." She dog's, was like, "Dogs are good swimmers, so yeah. she'll be all right." Yeah, she was good. So yeah. that was interesting. That was her first time in the pool. Huh. Yeah. Do, do you think that you will like jump in with the dog and actually teach it because that's kind of you know dangerous that you've yeah. not got a fence around your pool right so yeah. you don't want your dog running in there oh you got to like teach it how to get out the pool yeah like where the steps are or whatever how we, how we have to do it True. with our dogs yeah. and I hated it except for one of the dogs just jumps in for a laugh <laughs> <laughs> fucking Wednesday morning and he just runs and jumps in the pool just for banter yeah, yeah. just to piss everyone off because then he runs inside wet piss shake right it off yeah. nice so speaking of wet dogs uh, Everton played Burnley <laughs> <laughs> yeah I see, see the association on American that owned Burnley FC yeah I tell you what they played bloody well they did 2-1 win at Everton Everton crap at home otherwise they'd be punching me stat here only Liverpool have lost more Premier League home games since the start of 2021. So, Liverpool, Merseyside is not quite the uh, Mer- scary Mer- place it was once upon a time. Merseyside are very charitable at the moment. You know what's crazy? Burnley have won at Liverpool and Everton this season. Wow. Yeah, because they got a 1-0 when they broke Liverpool's yeah. uh, home record. Yeah. However long that was going on right. for. That's exciting. It's good stuff for Burnley too. I like Sean Dyche. Yeah, I like him. He tells the truth. He tells how he is. Yeah, yeah. He's quite a funny guy. He just well. doesn't seem like he should be a football manager either. He seems like he should be a bus conductor. <laughs> a bus conductor? Yeah. Nice. Like collecting your money off of you. He does look like the sort of bloke who'd be like, that's that's a 20p, not a 50. And he's, he's got like, the voice as well. Back. He's like, hello. Sit down on bus. Get yeah, down. Yeah, I, I just don't see him as a football manager, but he does a great job. He does a really good job. Yeah, they're a good, they're a good club. They're organised. Um, I like... I like Burnley. What, what did you make of the McNeil finish? You you were a fan of the top bag goals? Oh, every, who's not a fan of a top bag goal? Uh, some like, I pop, might, this pie is pooper. I thought you'd I, prefer like a nice sensible side nah, foot nah, finish. Nah, nah. <laughs> I might like this one more than I liked Lamella's Rabona. Mm. To be honest with you. No. Yeah. Come on. I'm telling you. No, because I mean, I like that aesthetics of that. Rabona that... tries it. Lamella tries Rabona. <laughs> His name's Rabona. Rabona. Uh, Rabona Lamella. 
He tries that a million times a season. Like he scored a really good one years ago in Europa League top corner, which was way better than this one. But yeah, I mean, I, I like a bit of a, I love a, like a top corner absolute like smash. It was quite an old school goal. It just like the way it like jammed up in the top corner. I don't know. Jammed up. You don't really see many goals Oof. like that anymore. I don't know why. It sticks to the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I think I enjoy that as well, but that Lamella goal was ridiculous. Yeah, I prefer a Thunder Bastard. A Thunder Bastard's your yeah, favourite. Thunder Bastard. Like real, I, I like a real like daisy cutter. You know where they, you just Zips slice on the grass. it and just <laughs> yeah, across the grass. Fair shout. Really like that. Have never scored one, but <laughs> you never will. <laughs> so uh, elsewhere in other news, uh, West Brom lost, so they're pretty much shafted. It's over. Yeah. They got they got beat by uh, Zaha's Palace. Yeah, I just don't. I think I think West Brom and Sheffield United are too far adrift for me. Yeah, it's over. I mean, it's what eight points for West Brom. Sheffield United are 40, 12 points away. It's just it's dead. They're dead buried. Yeah, it's 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 too far. So Fulham got beat by Manchester City, who are in cruise control now and look to be on course to pick up a title and a big three 0 win for them. Fulham, uh, they they lost that little bit of uh, pep in their step that they had. No pun intended with the pep. But Aguero got on the board again. His first goal in a year. Can you believe that? For our prolific years. Hey, he's had a lot of injury problems, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been true. out and, and it's over for him at City anyway. Yeah, I think it's time. I, I think he needs. To, he'll, he'll go back to Argentina and contract is up in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So I think he'll move on. They're going to let him go, and what better way to send him off for the title? Right? Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Class. Yeah, so big, big win for City. Uh, Fulham, it's tied down there, Tommy. Fulham, 26. Newcastle, 28. Brighton, 29. Who's going down out of those three? Newcastle. You think so, yeah? Yeah. What's their running like? Newcastle, I think, are in trouble. I think Ooh. Fulham have got a good mentality. Ooh, what was that noise? Saturday, Brighton, Newcastle. Big one. Yeah, that's a huge game. And then Newcastle-Tottenham, which Newcastle will definitely win that game. No. Yeah, that's got it written all over it. And then they play Burnley the week after. Then Bur- West Ham. Burnley- then Liverpool. Burnley. Yeah, and the then day. Arsenal. And then Arsenal. Yeah, they're probably and then And then Leicester. And then Man City. And then Leicester, <laughs> City, Sheffield United and Fulham again. Ooh, that'd be tasty Fulham-Newcastle last game of the season decider that, that's some really really tough games they've got coming up yeah Newcastle I think are doomed I think yeah, that's, why, that's why I said it yeah, I've done my research I don't just make up my takes no you do they're all built on the fact and foundation what about the Leicester Champions League you flip flopped on well, listen, because the facts have changed. <laughs> yeah, the information changes <laughs> They won 5-0. Ooh, Newcastle do have a game in hand, though. Yeah, I, I, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, but, nah, but you've got a game in hand on Fulham. Yeah, what are they going to do? The game in hand is against Liverpool, or the game in hand is against Tottenham, or the game yeah, in hand listen, is against but mate, listen Leicester, to, or Arsenal, listen or to, City. Listen to Look to, at that. Listen to Fulham's run. They've got to go, oh, they're at home to, oh, excuse me, they're away at Villa, they're at home to Wolves, away at Arsenal, away at Chelsea... Home to Burnley, away at Southampton, and Man United away, and the last day against Newcastle. That's not easy. That's going to come down. I, I hope it oh. lines up as a. I hope it lines up as a final day. That'd like, be sensational. Winner takes all. Yeah. The, what, what do they call it? The most expensive game in football, or is that the championship? That's the championship game? playoff. Yeah. But this would be the other side of it. Yeah. Oh, imagine owning one of those teams going to the last day of the season. Just. Filling your pants with shine. You'd be, you'd be sweaty. You'd be a sweaty little man. Yeah, a sweaty little football man. 
That's why little football chairman. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I can't remember if we already mentioned Liverpool because we fucked up a little bit with the technicality of this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember. Was that before or after it? I don't recording. know. If we're repeating this, sorry, but Liverpool game just finished. They beat Wolves 1-0. Yeah. Diego Jota's back, scoring again. Yeah. Obviously, Liverpool missed him big time. Against if his old club. If, against his old club. Question. Wolves have had the problem with Jimenez this season. Is that poor recruiting? Because looking at this league table, everyone kind of fluffs Wolves up. They're 13th on 35 points do people overestimate how good they are and he's like oh okay well we're missing our best player well why are you banking on one player they've got a massive budget well, look at bloody hell you were uh, st- sticking it to Wolves fuck Wolves what do Wolves do to you well I don't like what's his name very much the guy that owns the team Pedro Mendes no, no I think he's a bit of a isn't he an agent He's a super agent. Super Calls agent. himself super agent. What is a super agent? Well, he's got like Ronaldo and like 20 big name players on his roster. So. Why is Ronaldo not playing for Wolves? Yeah, well, that's why he's got all the Portuguese lads playing there. And loads of Portuguese. Yeah. And, the, and the gaffer. And the gaffer's Portuguese. Yeah. But they're, they're a bit of shit. They're 13th. And everyone's sort of like, oh, well, they play good football. They're 13th, they're shit. You've got Treore as well. And he is worth two players. He so. oils up his arms before he's, games. Yeah, so the people can't grab him. I know, it's funny. Can you imagine being like that becomes a thing in your life? Like, oh, imagine you're on a Saturday, like, oh, I'm just going to oil my arms up. Why? Yeah. Oh, people grab me all the time. I want one of our Celtic lads, Dino. We're going to oil Dino up before he plays his week. I guess I'll do it before I go to the pub. Also, <laughs> oh, so everyone stops grabbing you in the pub? Yep. Yeah, because you're so popular. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're greasy enough, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. Slimy. <laughs> Don't use the word greasy and slimy to describe me, okay? All right. Okay, all right. Uh, Premier League, uh, what else is happening? Um, Aston Villa, Newcastle. That was a draw, 1-1. Villa season's pretty much over. Eh, they could get knock on to get in those uh, European places, maybe. They're chasing the Europa League, so. So they're forty-one. What what positions get in the Europa League? Is it six and seven? Top seven, but I think potentially an eighth, depending on fair how things play. shake out. Fair play and all that nonsense. And if someone wins the Europa League, yep. an English team that's in the Champions League spot. Box down. And uh, Europa League, Tottenham uh, playing Dynamo. Oh, we'll talk European football after. We'll talk break, after. Yeah. Let's get a break in. I'm knackered. You're knackered? I've had enough of this. I need a break. I thought you said you like working. I need, my, I need my break, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. I need me tea. All right. We're going to get a cup of tea on. Where, you, do you want a cup of tea? You got a kettle? No, I do have a kettle. I, you know, I, I wouldn't want a cup of tea in this room because this is like a sauna. Yeah, our studio room is hot on purpose. That's because of all the hot takes. Because Yeah, because it's, uh, it's just the energy of the podcast, mate. Not all the hot air. It's not, yeah, hot air and shine. <laughs> all right, it's, it's half time. Go and get your cup of tea, whatever else you're into, and we'll be back. Boom. We're back, second half of the show. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. My name's Adam Fellow, and I'm joined by Tom Hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. It's good, isn't it? I actually listened to you. Yeah, yeah. Got, I looked up and I was like, wait a minute, he's uh something's happening I wanted I want to be one of those announcers you know when there's like a war going on or something it's like you want to be a war announcer that's a strange one no it's calm everyone down like you know calming voice like hello you're listening to Adam Thelwell on the wireless on the wireless radio yeah 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 not not modern media but like yeah I want to I want to be on uh, on the radio just like hello good listeners my name's Adam Thelwell or I could start a YouTube channel ASMR do you know what that is no oh like sounds that like people like <laughs> can, can we do can we do football ASMR <laughs> and Cruyff passes to <laughs> someone's at home now like, he, what the fuck is going on and he hits an absolute thunder bastard 
<laughs> it, went, it went right into the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Uh, there's a market for that shit. Anyway, I've got the voice for it. I've got a voice for radio. If, if you're into that market, uh, reach out. We've got a price. No, yeah, we've got a, a AHO premium <laughs> where you can sign up for our ASMR account. And uh, yeah. it's like a, a rip-off OnlyFans. It is. It's like shit OnlyFans. You request, and we'll give it. I, I listened to it once when I was going to sleep, but I couldn't go to sleep because I was laughing too much. It didn't relax me. I just thought it was funny. I did that one. The girl was like opening packets of crisps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? that's not relaxing. Very strange. Yeah. So speaking of very strange, Arsenal scored and they had, uh, you know, like music comes on in the stadium. I was trying to hear what it was. I couldn't hear it what it Travis was. It was Travis Scott, the rapper. It's such an odd pick for a goal like post-goal music in an empty stadium. I'm like, very strange. Why is that come on? There's got to be a request by the players. Do you it's think the players requested it? But surely that's like really shit. But I also don't like the what, uh, white stripes. They're like, dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, I hate dun, dun. that. They love that's that in po- Germany. They love it in Germany. What do you think of post goal music? I love Spurs because we've got Darude Sandstorm. It's amazing. That's really bad. I love it. It's fantastic. I don't like post goal music. I. I like to see a crowd. Was it? Well, the only I think I only recall them doing it since there's not been a crowd. I don't think there used to be music before when Arsenal I was Arsenal don't score much. You just wouldn't know. That's a dig. I want to score twice against us. I know. That's, that's terrible. You got beat by them. Anyway, but uh, post-goal music, um, yeah, I'm not for it, but it was a very, very weird vibe that they were putting out around the stadium. Strange. Travis Scott as the go-to. So maybe it was the players. And what happened to, um, what's your man's name as well? He got disciplined. Uh, Aubameyang didn't play. Got dropped to the bench. Yeah, because apparently he was late for something. Yeah, and you know what? Arteta, obviously a man of a standards, mm. held to it, didn't lose. So it's up to Aubameyang to take it now. What do you got- make of that as a gaffer? Uh, I'm, I'm for it. I think uh, yeah. you have to have standards because if you, in any sort of team environment, whether it's a business, workplace, whatever, if one person is outside the law, it... it it's a knock-on effect. You either lose everyone else, or like, why, why shouldn't the next guy show up and say, well, oh, sorry, I'm 10 minutes late, I had this, and well, you let you let Aubameyang off, so mm. why am I now getting bollocked? It backfires massively, though, if he loses that game, doesn't it? Uh, but you got to have your principles. But I think I think you'll take the loss in, this is a weird perspective, but as a manager from a manager's perspective, you'll take the loss in the short term because eventually it'll create a culture that is more accountable, more committed, more driven so in the long run you're going to win more games because the team is is has got standards yeah makes sense you can't um, have a free-for-all can you I, I'm alright with that yeah it's a bit, bit of discipline and yeah. it's got to be tough when it's one of your better players and he's we, we, scoring a lot of goals because, because you, you can point and say oh you've lost because you've dropped him and it's your fault well actually no it's, it's his fault for not adhering to the team rules but we lost the game because Aubameyang was late to training yeah, because, or whatever he's late for and the rest of the players see that as a bit of disrespect yeah, it's, it's, like, it's his fault why do you think you can be late and also there's usually the complaint of London traffic which isn't the case at the moment true My, the first conversation I have with any of my teams the, the college team is is accountability for time because it's not just your time it's everyone else's time mm. so okay yeah yeah interesting fair enough Hi. one of the takeaway from watching the games this weekend and this might be a bit of like uh, Americanization of what me watching football and sports in general it's at the end of the game I think it was who's the commentator NBC I think it's, it's Alan Smith could be, yeah. Alan Smith. Who yeah, he's an Arsenal fan, so if he was very This wasn't Arsenal. the Spurs game. It oh. wasn't the Spurs game. It was the Everton game. Yeah. And the board goes up at the end of the game and they say, it's at three minutes. And Alan Smith says something interesting. He's like, I find it interesting that they round up to a minute 
you know, why isn't it like two minutes and 32 seconds? It's always, why yeah. is it a minute? Why are you going up to a minute? And it just got me thinking, why isn't there a bloke or a person, uh, a man or a woman, whoever, sat keeping an actual time of the game? You know, kind of like hockey where you're stopping and starting the clock as play continues. Well, well, Football's the, really vague. The, the ball's normally only in bounds for about... 27 or 28 minutes a half that's bad which is, when you think about that you're losing nearly 20 minutes a half of the ball being not in play right. um, but when you for me games have gone for ages wouldn't yeah it? it'd be too long you, you, the, 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 the down moments mm. are recovery for players okay you know uh, but also I, th- I think they do have a metric for adding on time for different moments so sometimes like, for every goal I think they have 30 seconds which is bizarre because it should be more substitution the same right substitution the same so they have, they have like a metric for each event that occurs but yeah. like a goal takes more than 30 seconds yeah and I think substitution sometimes does as well by yeah. the time the guy gets off the pitch and I know they change that rule so you can exit yeah. wherever I was just thinking about it, I thought there's surely a better way to do this where maybe it's not every time the ball is out of bounds, but more specifically on a substitution or a goal or whatever it was to start and, again. And, and the VAR time, because they were. I remember when VAR first came in, we had loads of games that went to yeah. like 107 minutes, yeah, yeah. like crazy. They're over 100 minutes most games. Yeah. But like that, that doesn't seem to be so common anymore. Is no, that because they've right. streamlined VAR? They're better at it now? Uh, maybe. Hmm. It doesn't seem like it, because they Does missed not. another handball on. Saturday, Everton versus Burnley, but I don't want to talk about that. It's just irritating. (laughs) I don't know if you saw it. It was the guy just fucking hit him on the arm. I was like, oh, stupid. Give the penalty. Yeah. So um, timekeeping, you're not for that. And would that help the ref a bit as well if he didn't have to keep the time? I don't think the ref does keep the time. I think the fourth official does. Mm. Fourth official's responsible for added time. You you want to talk about the Champions League a little bit, yeah? Well, yeah. Messi and Ronaldo are out. Yeah, and that's, the big dogs are gone uh, and this, before the quarterfinals. Yeah, and and this could be a. It's probably a little dramatic to say the turning of the tide because Ronaldo scored a first half hat trick on yeah. Saturday or Sunday. So, so he's still relevant. Probably <laughs> he's probably not done just yet, but um, yes. Yeah, so, so and Messi scored an outrageous goal against uh, PSG. <laughs> Well, and, and your uh, predictions just went really down the drain. You I don't had, remember what I predicted, to be fair. I do. Oh, go on. Yep, you had Sevilla. Are they in? They're out. Oops. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second, let me have a look. I wrote it down. Oh, you wrote it down? No. No, I don't think you did. No, but I can tell by looking at the uh, the stats. Hang on. I, I, I think you don't need to go into all of this. <laughs> you had Juventus beating Porto. Porto beat Juventus. Oops. You had Barca winning. Did I? Yeah. Oops. You had uh, Dortmund winning. Did they? Don't know. Oops. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, Champions League predictions weren't brilliant. Um, but a couple of big games coming up. I think we've got, who's coming up this week? You've got City are playing uh, Gladback tomorrow. Real Madrid-Atalanta. Uh, Chelsea play Atletico Madrid. That's going to be an interesting game on Wednesday. Yeah, Second leg because it's 1-0 Chelsea with the away goal. Um, and then Bayern Munich-Lazio, which is already over. Dead in the water. It's 4-1, yeah. so... Yeah, Champions League's heating up though. I'm looking forward to the chat. I like the back end of the Champions League. I'm not a big fan of the group stages and that stuff, but I like when they get into the quarterfinals, semifinals. It is entertaining. Yeah, but those games last week on Tuesday were really good. Dortmund 2-2 with Sevilla and Dortmund go through 5-4 in aggregate. Juventus beat Porto 3-2, but Porto go through on away goals. That game was insane. Yeah, it was mental. Do you know what I don't get is how in extra time, I think once you get to extra time in the second leg, away goals aren't a factor anymore. Because Porto scored that free kick, they went under the wall from about forty yards, and 
That that they've gone through on that with an away goal. Well, there's still talk of getting rid of the away goal rule, isn't there? I, I think I think I like away goals for ninety minutes, but but once the game yeah, goes past that, point. it's now it's now unfair because we didn't get we didn't even have the opportunity to play yeah. extra minutes at home, so yeah. or away in the first leg. So why should? It should go it away should, at 90 minutes. Yeah, at 90 minutes line. is now the, the score basically is reset. It's 0-0. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't get that. I thought it was really strange. Yeah, because it's a bit shit. You just don't have the same opportunities to get the goals, right? right. So Liverpool cruised through as well. They kind of end up winning the Champions League. That's annoying. They're not going to win the Champions League. No, who, who's yeah. your money on now then? Barcelona are out. Would you fancy PSG? PSG are due, aren't they? They got beat in the final last year. It feels PSG, like PSG have just lost two home games in a row in the French League for the first time in nine years. Wow. That's... Mental. You've got to fancy City as well. I think City are my favourite. Yeah. Um, you think... can't write Real Madrid off either. That's like their trophy. My, my second favourite is Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich are cruising and too. And the holders. Yeah. It's hard to defend it though. I think I think Bayern Munich defend it. Well, who, who are the only teams that ever defend the Champions League in its current format? Real Madrid. Yeah. And prior to that, who was the only team to ever defend the European Cup? Back to back winners. Oh, is this a quiz? Oh, I'm just asking. I don't know. Do you know Not the answer? Nottingham Forest. Not in Forest. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Two massive clubs. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Martin O'Neill was on uh, TV with Patrick Vieira and Fabio Cannavaro once. Do you see this? Remember? I did not see this. He was in the studio with him. And Martin O'Neill made a joke that Fabio Cannavaro didn't know like who he was. Like He knew he was a manager, but he didn't know he had been a player. Right. Uh, like, didn't know it. So... He's just like, well, you know, you've got, you both have got the World Cup medals, but neither of you have got the European Cup medals. <laughs> it's like proper trolling, and it was brilliant. He like kind of gave it back to him because it's like kind of iron. Sierra said they're like they're the big dicks, you know. And it's like, yeah, fucking Martin O'Neill's just like, yeah, good. Fuck you, I won it twice. Back to back European Cup. Yeah, yeah, good friend. So you fancy Bayern now? Yeah, Bayern. It's going to be interesting. Bayern City. Bayern, Real Madrid, Man City, PSG. I think will be the last four. Yep. You can't write off Atletico though if they can get a result at Chelsea. I agree with that. Tuchel was in that final last season though. Granted, PSG are a better team, but so that's the Champions League. What about the uh, Europa League? Your boys got a two 0 win. Yeah, Spurs are in the mix. United. What did you guys win? One 0 No, it's one one. One one. AC Milan scored. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right at the death. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a good header and a good goal from uh, the youngster Diallo, but um, no, not not great for United because. Uh, AC Milan got that away goal now, so that's going to be a tough game for them, I think. Arsenal, uh, Olympiacos yeah, as well. 3 1. 3 yeah. 1. So, yeah, I think I think there'll be. A, I think all the British clubs will go forwards. Yeah. Rangers 1 1 with Prague, but they yeah. got the away goal, so. Yeah. Can be interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Europa League's always exciting at this stage because most of the heavy hitters are in, and you know, Ajax are still in there. You've got uh, Villarreal are still in there. They like that trophy as well, so there's still quite a few good teams in there. I think it'll be yeah. decent. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Granada and Moldy are in it as well. Big one. Yeah, right. former Let's shift gears here. Go on, then. I've got one for you. Go on. You've seen it. I think everyone's probably seen it. Uh, Kevin Ellison. I don't want to see that again. Kevin Ellison. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about something else. <laughs> uh, yeah. What have you seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kevin Ellison. Uh, he um, scores against his old manager mm. and sprints to the bench and yells in his face, Have that, you something. Well, yeah, so give, give the backstory. So he played for uh, Derek Adams for years, mm. or years ago. Of Morecambe. Um, of Morecambe. Mm. And was frozen out in training, so he basically was, wasn't was on the desired <laughs> list. Didn't like him. So there's that old, you know, oh, we'll stick him with the reserves, or we'll stick him with the youth team. So we've got stuck with the youth team, for you know, which is a bit of a spit in the face. You know, especially when you've got a pro, you don't, you don't treat people like that, in my opinion. Yeah. So anyway, so it's obviously a personal issue. Uh, so he's stuck with it, so he's... he's <laughs> 
resented him forever. So obviously playing against him, he's got into the game saying, I'd love to score against him today. Scores, and he's just let all his emotion out, which, I mean, everyone's wanting to do that at some point in their life, haven't they? Whether it's football or, or work or to, anything, right? To be fair, I'm looking at this guy's picture now, and I watched the video, but now looking at his picture, he's a bit of a unit. Like he's, oh, he's, he's a, a big guy. He's a scary, he's a scary fucker. He's a big looking boy, yeah. yeah. He's a big boy. Woof. Skinhead, like, yeah. intimidating boy. In, in that circumstance, you as the manager, it's hard to say without being in the circumstance. Do you think you would have been able to keep your composure? No, you can't, you can't bite. You can't. You can't. You can't. It's over then, yeah. No, you just let him You just let him do his thing. You wouldn't want to just chin him. What are you going to do? Punch him. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be worth it. Yeah, just deck him. Bang. I don't think you'd knock him out either. He's massive. Yeah, he is massive. Then he you can. get battered yeah. after. He's already... I'm, I'm he's already... He scores against you and then he batters you. <laughs> he's, he's already insulted you. He's already made you look like a dick and now he's beating you up as well. It's the trifecta. Yeah, so that was quite funny. I thought it was uh, it was Adebayor-esque. Adebayor is still one of the best ones of all time. Yeah, the City against the that Arsenal. Was funny. Sprint, what, 90 oh, yards of celebrating in front of them. The faces of the Arsenal fans behind the goal, just baying for blood. You, you've got to love those kind of things. I think it's just brilliant. That's that's the emotion we talked about when we started the show. Like, You need that in the game. You need that in the game. Definitely. <laughs> all right, so let's move into this week's hot topic. Tommy, this week's hot topic is... Uh, Fairly contentious because Glasgow Rangers have won the Scottish Premier League, unfortunately, and they are going to be playing Celtic in the Old Firm on Sunday. Ooh. So the big question here is, do Celtic give Rangers a guard of honour? You have to. Oh, Tradition. I, you might not want to, but you have to. I say absolutely no fucking way. You wouldn't do it? No chance. Really? No way. Sounds sportsmanlike. Unfortunately, that's the way that the cookie crumbles, my friend. This is a different type of rivalry, though. And, hey, hey, so. You know what? If you don't want to give them a guard of honour, don't let them win the league. Yeah. Especially don't let them win it where it falls on you to uh, Brendan give Rog- guard of honour. Brendan Rodgers come out today, and he's obviously former Celtic manager, and he's said what you're saying. He's like, you know, you need to show class, and he's just been slaughtered for it by Celtic fans. It's like, fuck you, mate. They hate him anyway. But that's really, really difficult. It's even worse, I think, with no fans in the ground. Huh? Maybe not, because if the fans are in the ground, it's painful. But at least if the fans are in the ground, you can just sing over it and, like, drown them out. But with, no, with just an empty stadium, it's just like, oh, it's a horrible feeling. And Steven Gerrard's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some interesting ones over the time. Like even this year, I think. But was it when Liverpool won it? Was it uh, Bernardo Silva refused to clap them? Yeah, which exactly. was interesting. Yeah, yeah, he just stood there like sulking, yeah. not doing it. Like that, I like. I think that's all right because you got to stand there and oh. endure it. Yeah, you got to stand there and endure oh, it. Oh, you, you, it's a contradiction what you just said. How's that contradiction? You're the classy and you do it. You're giving them the guard of honor. You're giving them the guard of honor. Yeah, but you don't want to be doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't enjoy it. Right? Yeah, United had to give one to Arsenal before in the height of their rivalry at Old Trafford. Uh, that was pretty painful. Right. That was like when United and Arsenal hated each other as well. Oh, that I like was, that. That was really, really shit. So you, you're saying you'd be okay, Arsenal have won the league, they're coming to your place, to your stadium, and you have to give them a guard of honour. You're okay with that? You have to. You can't not do it. I don't. I wouldn't, I'd hate it, but that's part of the game. But also on the other side of it, I'd imagine, imagine United going to City after winning the league and City have to give you a guard of honour. You want that. Or would you, uh, would you rather take away a guard of honour and never never have your team be able to do that against a rival? Or would you rather risk the potential that you would have to give it to them? I mean, I guess it, it's how much you believe in yourself, isn't it? United had to give one for Chelsea in 4 5 when Chelsea were just kind of yeah. getting good. And yeah, that was painful as well. Um, yeah. yeah, There's a few crap ones over the years. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think you just get rid of it. 
Bennett. Yeah, because you're champions. What it's tradition? Oh god. So is like the monarchy. We don't need that either. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> let's not get into that debate. <laughs> no, but I just think it's ridiculous, and I think Celtic definitely shouldn't. That's like a proper, proper hatred in a rivalry. It's beyond like class and all that kind so, of shit. So, so if Celtic won the title and Rangers said. No, nah, we're not doing it. I'd you'd be, be like, okay. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Really? I would expect it. Nah, you'd kick up and you'd be like, I should do it. It's respect. No, I wouldn't. It's a lack of respect. I definitely wouldn't. You would? I wouldn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't. I think you'd actually introduce it for Saturday League and Sunday League. I God think that should be a thing now. Guard of Honour. So every single game when we win the league, we get a Guard of Honour onto the That's pitch? The, whenever you play the previous League champions, you have to give them a Guard of Honour. Ooh. No, it would never happen. It would end up in a brawl constantly. Well, I'd end up in a fight. And also, like in the pub football league, people are still putting their boots on at kickoff time. <laughs> Just running up, ba- barely putting your shoes on. They've only got seven. What are we going to clap them on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got <laughs> five guys there at kickoff. Some some stranger runs up and he's loaning with the other team. He's getting a guard of honour. That never happens in our leagues, by the way. Our leagues yeah. were always like really well... Uh... Yeah, put together. Well attended, organised, professional. Yeah, so have you got a final thought for these uh, gangsters, global audio listeners? Gangsters? Audio bullies? Well, first of all, I'm uh, not calling our listeners gangsters because they're clearly, well, I guess gangsters are intelli- like intelligent and educated as well, so I shouldn't, you know, tarnish all gangsters. With no, I brush. think you've made some really poor assumptions. That yeah, that was bad there. Yeah. Oops. Anyway, well, I didn't because I caught myself. So. Go on then, final thought, anything? Final thoughts. Or a tip? Oh, a final tip? Like something you should like do in your life. Tommy's tips. <laughs> Tommy's tip. <laughs> who, who wants Tommy's tip? <laughs> Silence. That's sad. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this. So football culture. Okay. So you're a man who is a little bit into football fashion and you enjoy your football fashion. Yeah. Um, it's going to come into that time coming up pretty soon. End of the season. New kits will start coming around soon. Yeah. Uh, where do you stand on like because I've seen recently there's been these uh, commemorative did you see the Nike kits that came out a little bit recently these kind of weird yeah, wacky yeah, ones yeah, yeah. where do you stand on like traditional colours because obviously you don't believe in the traditional guard of honour <laughs> right so you don't like tradition right so United roll out a blue shirt or a green shirt or a different colour shirt where do you stand on it terrible example because United play in blue for their away kit they always have they won the European Cup in 68 in blue they play in green you remember the green and yellow okay so so you're right it's not a good example. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm fine with it. Right. What What are you saying? Like United playing pink. You remember they had those pink shirts. They've got black and white at the moment. It's like I think that you got to play your home and away kit. Personally, I'm a traditionalist. I hate the fact that teams have got like four jerseys a season. It's just a money grab. And I like the idea of teams playing in like their. Tri- I hate it when teams are away at a club and the kit doesn't clash and they still switch to their away kit. Anyway. It's disgraceful. So you think if you're away, you should play in your home kit unless it's a clash? Yeah, yeah definitely. Huh. Always. And I still think that a starting 11 should be 1 through 11. You know, it nearly happened with Spurs against Arsenal the other day. That'd be amazing. Spurs were two players away. If uh, Lamella oh. would have started and Winks would have started, would players, have full players shouldn't be having number 86 on their back and 42. It's disgraceful. 1 through 11, squad... And then go through the rest of the season. I had, I had it's a hierarchy. Play, I had a player in the college this year who they didn't they didn't get number eight because of seniority. It went to a player that was already here. So I said, "Can I have 88? And I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not printing a shirt with eighty eight yeah, on it. You're disgraced. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now get I got. I would be upset if I got a number. Now get out of my locker. Yeah. Room. Bit <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. I would be upset if I had a number higher than eleven. I used to want to be one for eleven. I was like pride yeah, in it. Yeah. You're like you're starting eleven. 
I think your left back should wear number three. I think your right back should wear number two. I, I agree, and I think that that establishes a bit of a hierarchy in the team who the first the starting players are. Starting numbers. Yeah, I, I like that. And but I, I, so to answer your question, I'm kind of traditionalist with the kits. I think it's. I don't mind the clubs and all that, like having. They have other attire now, right? Like they have sportswear and training stuff. And okay, fine. But I think your kits, you should have like a home and away and maybe a third alternate. But now it's just fucking mental. I'm, I'm bored of the big brands and, and these generic kits they have. Oh, like yeah. Phoenix Rising have just gone under Adidas. Yeah. And, and it's just going to be an, a generic kit with, with red on it. Well, no, and they like, just do all the MLS kits as well, and the shit. It's, it's boring. so generic. I don't, I don't like a, league, a league-wide sponsorship. Yeah, I can't stand that. I don't get that. That's boring. But, I, I think some of the cooler kits are like the smaller bands, yeah. right? You know, like Humble have got some stuff, like some, yeah, some cool I, stuff. I, I love going through Icarus's website has some really cool kits because yeah, they yeah. explain the reasoning behind some of the patterns and stuff. Yeah, very it's brilliant. Cool. Yeah, it's great. That's some cool stuff. Did, yeah. you, did you get rid of the second round of kits? All gone. All gone. Yeah. Both kits sold out. Both kits sold out, so we're going to put another one out in the summer. Ooh. We'll probably get a few more this time. Because we kit. ran out pretty quickly last time, so we'll grab some more. Any, uh, any ideas on the, the style? Any tips? Any... Uh, Hints you can give away? No, not yet. We're still going through the process, but it'll be Arizona-centric. You know, like some Arizona-type colors. A, ma- a massive things. cactus on the front? Yeah, just a big prick. One. Oh, you, just your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one. It's not funny. Yeah, so Arizona-inspired. Nice. Yeah, that'll be in the summer, though, so keep listening out for that. Uh, Thursday, we've got Mike Bailey on the show, and he has written a book. It's not like a book, written a book. He's photographed the 100 greatest football grounds, and it's amazing. And he's going to be talking about what like the best football grounds have about them. A nice. lot of it's like lower league stuff, and it's not what you think. It's like Old Trafford. Yeah. It's like some real, like, well, this is good because it's got like a pub here and a pub and there, and the match day experience is great. stand backs onto a like, sta- housing, exactly. housing yeah, estate. Yeah. Yeah. So talking to him and on this week's show as well. So if you're into football grounds and... Like ground hopping became a real big thing in the last few years. Well, not this past year, but I'm pretty sure it will again. Just bouncing around and checking off all the yeah. grounds on your list. Best football ground you've ever been to? Best football ground I've ever been to? Um, been to a few. Which I think because I don't want to just say White Hart Lane, but I loved White Hart Lane. I thought yeah, it was fantastic. I thought it was I, great. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was a great little stadium. Good ground. Um, I like Ellen Road. I thought it was get some noise on Ellen Road. I really like Bootham Crescent at York. Was a good little stadium. Um, hated the Reebok Bolton. Mm. Horrible little stadium. Reebok Reebok's like the was the first of the like modern, modern fishbowl shitholes in the middle of nowhere. We, we were. I was always away there on like a Wednesday night, yeah. and it was cold, windy, wet, and like very open stadium, yeah, nasty. It is. Um, I liked Sunderland. It's a good little stadium up there. Yeah, the I love um, my favourite stadium I've been to, um, St James's Park. Mm, yeah, handsome, good, good atmosphere too. A- excellent stadium. If there's a stadium because, I haven't been to, go on, sorry about because, St James's. Because it's, because it's right in the city, the yeah. atmosphere around it, you can hear the stadium it's from electric. the city. Everyone, you can see it on top of the hill. It's, it's unbelievable. If you can go to one ground and um, next year, you know, as you start travelling again, where would you like to go? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world yeah. that I could go, I would like to go to tough one because I, I'd like to go to like somewhere off the grid, not not a big 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 club, mm. maybe a Turkish club or no 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 no. I know where I want to go. Mm. Um, Boca Juniors, La Bombonera. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's where I gotta go. Yeah. I think so. I think is, that, is that the trip? AHO trip? Yeah, AHO away day. Yeah, we're gonna start a GoFundMe. Yeah. If you're interested in chipping in, and we'll record a show from uh, Buenos Aires. 
Cool. All right, that's the end of the show. That's it. Any uh, final piece? Say no, goodbye. That's it. Tom's Tom said his part. He's cashed out. The guy's overworked. He's got now. Everyone send him a massage certificate. Or, or uh, go for me. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back on Thursday. Cheers. See ya.